during that tragedy, I showed up in a place where there was a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And I didn't fall into my normal doubt and discouragement deeply. I had thoughts that would take me there, but then I captured them and I replaced them with God's truth. And I stepped out in faith in a way that I never had. I stepped out in faith in a way that could help support my family, that could help support my nephews, that could help me see Jesus in every step of what we were doing and where we were doing it and how God was carrying us through it. I could see the joy within the pain. I could see the peace that surrounded us. I could see the amazing hand of God leaving His fingerprints on everything that happened during that time. Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. On today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big, I want to ask you, what would you attempt to do if you knew it wouldn't fail? More on that in a minute. First, I want to thank you for listening. All of the episodes of the podcast, my social links, email, and a link to order my new book, Distraction Detox, are on my website, billyjouse.com. I would love to hear from you. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose, one step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. times have you wanted to start something but stop because you think it may fail or maybe you just you're not the one to do it? Maybe you think you can't do great things for the Lord. I spoke at a middle school recently for Literacy Week and I gave each class a writing prompt. When it was the eighth grader's turn, I asked them, what is a dream or goal you would attempt to do if you knew that you could not fail? I was amazed at some of their dreams and goals. Some were academic, others sports. Many were related to making lots of money or becoming famous. But then there were the others that were related to helping people other than themselves and their families and being kind in big ways. I have great hope for our next generation because many of their hearts are in exactly the right place. What if... We started to do things we feel a call to do, even if it may fail. If we have our hearts in the right place, it won't fail completely, especially if we're helping others. After my first book, I went into a tailspin of worrying about succeeding and having to keep up with that level of writing and failing and being embarrassed. I had to stop, pause, and reevaluate why I was doing what I was doing. If I truly was doing it to help others grow in their relationship with Christ, then what really was holding me back? And that's when I discovered those self-limiting thoughts. If you listen back to other podcast episodes, I've talked a lot about them lately. That's what Distraction Detox is about, are those self-limiting thoughts, how to, to gain control of those and to move forward with where God is calling us. Well, when I discovered my self-limiting thoughts, I then asked myself, what was I going to do about it? So the journey began of making a list of my self-limiting thoughts. One at a time, I wrote them down and evaluated the root. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked at the way I talked to myself. 
the degrading and discouraging thoughts I had. I began a process, one step at a time, and then I knew I had to get that message out because it could help others. During that time, a tragedy happened in our family. I've been going through this process of taking these thoughts captive, releasing them, removing them, and then restructuring my priorities to make a deeper relationship with Christ, looking to Him first and my circumstances second, and then realizing what He desired for me to do. During that tragedy, I showed up in a place where there was a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, and I didn't fall into my normal doubt and discouragement deeply. I had thoughts that would take me there, but then I captured them and I replaced them with God's truth. And I stepped out in faith in a way that I never had. I stepped out in faith in a way that could help support my family, that could help support my nephews, that could help me see Jesus in every step of what we were doing and where we were doing it and how God was carrying us through it. I could see the joy within the pain. I could see the peace that surrounded us. I could see the amazing hand of God leaving His fingerprints on everything that happened during that time. So I want to ask you, what would you do if you knew it wouldn't fail? What would you do to continue to leave those fingerprints that God is asking you to, even if the smallest thing is what He's calling you to do? Would you do it even if it could fail, even if you found yourself in a place of doubt and discouragement, even if you found yourself in a place where what you're trying to attempt could not be accomplished? During that tragedy with my family, the things I did did not help everybody in their grieving process to see the peace and less of pain. Some people sat in their pain longer. Some people have to do that. In my world, I would have normally looked at that as failure. I didn't help them gain the peace that God was giving me. But I knew that those small seeds that I was helping plant of the Lord's Word, of His peace and His joy and His comfort would bloom later on. Today's scripture is Zechariah 4.10. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. After the Hebrew people had spent 70 years in Babylonian captivity, some 50,000 of them journeyed back to Israel, their homeland. Their leader was Zerubbabel, a prince of Judah. Another key player was Zechariah. Zechariah was a prophet whose task it was to invigorate the spiritual lives of God's people. He received eight symbolic visions from God. In Zechariah 4, his fifth vision shows Zerubbabel that God gives divine enablement for the work he ordains. Zerubbabel had the task of rebuilding the temple. Its completion had been delayed for 16 years, and some of the group complained the job was too difficult. They weren't getting their answers right away. They weren't seeing the fruit of their labor right away. Others saw the project as insignificant compared to Solomon's glorious temple. When the older Jews realized a new temple would not match the previous temple's size and grandeur— They were disappointed, but bigger and more beautiful is not always better. Zechariah rebuked the people for despising the small beginning, reminding them that God's Spirit accomplishes great things. He encouraged Zerubbabel not to fear the size or difficulty of the task. 
God's supply of power is sufficient for any and every situation. God frequently chooses to accomplish great things through small beginnings. What we do for the Lord may seem small and insignificant at the time, but God celebrates what is right. Is there any such thing as a small deed in the hands of God? What small beginnings is the Lord calling you to start? What small start is he asking you to take that one step of faith into? Could it be a kind word? A word can make an enormous impact on the life of another. Love is a short word, just four letters, but when we share it, we can create confidence, joy, and peace in another person. Joy is only three letters, but it can turn a life around. A short phrase of telling someone how wonderful they look today can build them up from where they thought they were broken to being grateful for some kind and, and loving words being spoken over them. There is power in even a little bit of time. Instead of wasting minutes, create moments. Investing our time for the love of others makes a tremendous impact on relationships and kingdom building. I can't promise you they're going to return that love, but what you're doing is pouring a little bit of Jesus out onto them. A tiny amount of humility is a step towards your own transformation, putting yourself second ahead of others. When we view ourselves with an attitude of humbleness, God can do amazing, more than we can imagine things through our lives. We are small in comparison to Him. Be humble and modest, but do not act small. You have a big God that you are serving, and you have all the power that He has given to His children to serve Him and to honor and glorify Him in all that you do. Do not be small, but act in a smaller way because we are smaller than Him. Faith in what God can and will do can move mountains. Investing in that childlike faith of always depending and trusting God in what He says He can do will move those mountains. Take that first step. What if we choose not to take that step? What if we choose not to make that decision? What if we do not decide to take that action? Then we'll never stumble across the path that God is laying out in front of us. Doesn't mean we'll stop God in any matter, but it means that we miss out on the blessing of that. Taking small actions when we feel small or insignificant keeps our focus vertical on God. When we take a step of humbleness to be second, we put God first. Begin with a great belief in the one who created you. Lasting change begins with one small step. Don't undervalue the one that has created you to be who he's created you to be. Your life is not insignificant to him. View yourself through his lens. See the greatness of who God is and what he desires to do in and through your life. He has called you to do a definite service. 
He has committed a work to you that he has not committed to another. You're qualified. You don't have to have it all together. Just start. Start with that one small step, that one small decision, that one small action. My challenge for you today, what are you going to start with one small step today? What step of faith are you going to take in the direction that God is calling you into with no fear of failure, with knowing that no matter what the outcome is, that God's hand is in it all? My challenge for you, be the change you wish to see in the world. Be kinder. Be more loving. And drop me an email. Let me know what is it that you're challenging yourself with with one small step. I would love to pray with you through this. I would love to help you go to the other side with the Lord of where He is calling you. I would love to be in a front row seat seeing the change that you're making in the world. Let me know. So, Before we go, can I ask you to help out with the show? Subscribe to Start Small, Believe Big Podcast where you listen. Leave an honest review of the podcast, and I thank you in advance for that review. Do you have a friend that the podcast may bless? Let them know. And remember, you can find previous episodes, my email, everything related to me on my website, billyjouse.com. I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life, one step, decision, and action at a time. Thank you for joining me today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. I hope you're back next week for another episode. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.